0: Thanks for listening to Pinball Profile. I'm your host Jeff Teolis. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pinball Profile. Today we're talking to one of the greatest players in the world, also one of the nicest too, Steve Bowden. How you doing, Steve?
1: I'm doing well. How you doing, Jeff?
0: Things are good. I got to ask you a bunch of questions. So first of all, how did you get hooked into pinball?
1: Well, I got hooked into pinball when I was really young. I mean, I I was taking trips to my local flea market with my parents and. Uh, they would give me money to go to the arcade, and I would play some of the arcade games. And then I noticed, you know, a uh, certain other type of game over there that I didn't know what it was. And so I tried putting quarters in that, and it turned out to be a pinball game. But I don't remember which one was my first game. I don't. I'm not sure what it was. But uh, yeah, I noticed I was having much more fun with that than I was playing Centipede and Gallagher and those games. Even though I still played them, uh, you know, I got hooked on pinball at that point. And then it was just on and off me playing pinball as I was younger, and you know, coming up and, and just kept playing and. And it's just at some point, I just wanted to discover where are all the games in my state, because I'm in New Jersey. You know, I figure, okay, where are all these games? There's got to be some more games than what I've been playing. And that's when I really discovered about where the leads were and, got, and really got involved.
0: You know, you talk about playing in your youth. And I think of when I did it, whether it was a bowling alley or something like that, then pinball machines went away for a long time until on Facebook, somebody said there was a pinball league. And I went, what's a pinball league? I haven't seen one since the mid to late 90s. And then just this resurgence, which we've seen certainly in this century and in the last few years, it's been fantastic.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely the resurgence has, has been quick and, uh, it's, and and it's, definitely, it's, it's been aggressive, but not everyone knows about the resurgence. You still find people who are saying, oh, they still make those games. You know, you're not definitely, it's like, oh, pinball, they still make, what do you mean they still make new ones? What do you mean there's one on Ghostbusters? <laughs> you know, so you start mentioning things like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and licenses that they'll recognize, and they say, wait a minute, where can I play these games? Like, I remember pinball back in the day, I want to go play these games. And then you, you know, point them to a local arcade and then hopefully get them hooked on it.
0: Well, Steve, people are going to know about it too because of the recent ESPN, the magazine article, you were featured in that. And I know they did a lot of that information they gathered from Pinberg. What was that experience like with ESPN? ESPN?
1: Oh, that was very interesting experience. You know, I was, uh, you know, playing some some games in Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, uh, you know, I was, asked, hey, you want to do a feature for ESPN? And I'm like, ESPN, sure, fine, no problem. You know, and then like we go in there to this photo shoot where they're taking all sorts of different pictures, close angles, far angles. And you'll see the angle that you see in the uh, in the photo shoot where we're all sort of look like linebackers. But <laughs> essentially, we're standing there in our pinball stances, and so they asked us to just stand there and imagine we were playing our favorite game. So that's kind of where those poses came from. Looks sort of silly, but I guess ESPN photographs people with, I guess, in their poses without their equipment. I guess in our case, the equipment is the pinball game itself, so I guess that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at my caption, and it's a little bit wrong, and I guess I'll make a clarification on that on my site. That'll be fun. But uh, <laughs> if you notice the clarification there, it says that my, I learned how to play on Spider-Man at the flea market. That's almost right. Yeah. So, that's kind of a mixture of two things in one that melded together into that. But great to be in the magazine. It's an honor, and especially with the people who I was on with. I mean, that's great.
0: Who knew this would all come about from ESPN, the magazine, to being last year's IFBA Player of the Year? Look at your former life. You were a math and computer science teacher, and kind of like Bo and Karen's, math seems to come to play in pinball, don't you think?
1: Oh, it certainly does. I mean, when I um, was playing more often, I started to notice how many people are in the math and computer science field and the game of pinball. And it's just part of the, the mental and analytical part of the game that it really, once you start getting into rule sets and how things score, and, and well, once you start realizing that the game is based on some rule sets that can really help you take advantage of play, you know, and take advantage of certain shots at certain times and then getting into the angles and geometry of certain things and how to save the ball using the angles of the game itself. So quick math does help me, especially when I'm trying to figure out what's the most efficient, safest slash riskier shots to take while I'm trying to beat my opponent or to score well in a pinball game,
0: so definitely. Math definitely does come into play. Just recently this past summer in Buffalo when you and I were playing, I was watching you, and it made me question my strategy of how I'm playing. The game was big buck hunter, and, uh, mm-hmm. and your method was way better than mine of just hitting the posts.
1: You're right, exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, p- posts don't tend to score points unless there's certain posts. But, I mean, you know, with buck, big buck under, you have that giant post called a the buck there. So, But uh, on, on one game where I happened to play, I did get pretty lucky with that buck where I would hit him over and over, and he wasn't draining me like he's designed to. So part of it is fortunate play, but uh, other parts of it can be reacting and also recovering well when you miss or when you make a shot that is supposed to put the ball out of control as well.
0: Steve, you get to play in several tourneys all over the country. Do you think these tourneys and the constant competition have made you a better player?
1: I mean, it definitely, it's gotten me, you know, less nervous when I play. You know, I, I remember when, you know, I used to play when I was getting started in tournaments, and it wasn't really nerves, it was just more excitement. But then, I mean, once you get used to it, it's not like the excitement goes away, but the nerves go away really quickly. I mean, you know, I, I'm playing the same game that I usually play, and maybe just set up harder. But, uh, you know, once you get used to the situational play and, you know, you've been through this situation before, just hit this shot. If you don't hit this shot, try this shot. Go through the rule set, Stay with the plan. And, and, you know, it'll it'll work out as long as you uh, stay centered and stay uh, in control and stay concentrating.
0: Steve, a lot of us, like myself, follow you on Fun With Bonus, the website, Facebook, and also Twitter. Tell us about Fun With Bonus.
1: Well, funwithbonus.com is my little pinball corner of the Internet. The funny thing is I've heard other people describe my site better than I have. When I see what what people say what my site is, I say, oh, okay, let's go with that. That's the ticket. <laughs> but uh, really, if I were to break it down, it's, it's more like an aggregation of the pinball news that happens in the scene that I can find. And also a mixture of some stuff that I like to create and other things that I find on the Internet. Posting every day since... July 1, 2012. So, I mean, it was just one day I just decided, you know, if I'm going to be dedicated to this site, I'm just going to post every day about pinball or something and just to keep everything up and running. And one thing that happens is it, it keeps me in the scene and it never gets boring. I mean, you know, you, you, think, oh, well, you post every day, does it seem like a chore or something? But no, not really. It's it's really just fun to to find out things that are happening and keep me you know, concentrating on the scene and what's going on. But uh, I guess as far as what my site really is, it's an aggregation of pinball, and I like doing
0: it. It is everything pinball, and I got a few texts from some of my buddies instantly when we first started doing Pinball Profile. They're like, "Steve's got you on his site," and they're all. It was almost like a badge of honor. So I appreciate your uh, support with Pinball Profile too.
1: Absolutely. When I found it, I happened to saw I saw the link on on think it was on SoundCloud. I was like, "Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I know Jeff. I played Jeff. Let's see what's going on." And I really like the format, like the short conversations, getting there, it's punchy, it's exciting, and it's, you know, in-depth. And also looking at some of the other, uh, listening to some of the other other interviews you had on that, that site there, like with CM Punk and things like that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is good. This, this is excellent.
0: You spent a lot of time at Modern Pinball in New York. That is a great place. Their league is the envy of many places. I personally mm-hmm. wish I was in New York. I was able to go once in January and just fell in love. Oh,
1: definitely. I definitely like going up there. I mean, I'm a Jersey boy, so it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic, to get there. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely love playing there. They have all great games in there that are kept up in shape and playing well. And also some of the other places that are in New York City, like, you know, if, if, you've, if you've been to Sunshine Laundromat, Laundromat rather, you know, that's a great place. Yeah, I know, but I haven't and, been know? there. Oh, man, if you have the opportunity, you must go there. I mean, any place that has a big bang bar on route running <laughs> next to a washer-dryer or in the next room, you have to see it. Wow. So, you know, just places like that that are really proving that pinball is coming back in a big way. And it's, it's not coming back. It is back. It's just getting more people out and seeing that it's back and seeing how exciting it is and how fun it is to even, not even just in competition, just to hang out with a few of your buddies and, and play pinball.
0: Steve, it's probably hard to pinpoint your favorite game, but maybe there's one you've played the most.
1: Mm, well, I can tell you what my favorite is Spider-Man, period, the end. Oh, okay. That's one. That That's why it's mentioned in the ESPN article, incorrectly. <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's that I learned those Spider-Man. Spider-Man is my favorite game, followed by Twilight Zone. That's like the 1 and 1A, and those can switch depending on which one I'm playing at the time sometimes, so... But yeah, that's it Spider-Man is my favorite My favorite game I love the flow I love how there are repeating shots You can take if you want to uh, The speed of the game you know, The Richie design The, the Lyman Sheets code uh, it's, it's so good
0: Steve, I know with me There are some games that just frustrate me And maybe I don't want to play them But really, once you perfect those games And you never really perfect them They become more popular I mean, are there some games that give you headaches And then, wow, the more I play this The more I really like it I just, maybe I wasn't doing so well
1: Oh, I can give it right. It was Walking Dead. Absolutely, like Walking Dead when it first came out, frustrated me. And you know, at, at it would just seem that like every shot I would take, I would drain the, the exit out of the pop bumpers is frustrating. Um, you know, shots off the prison, I would go down. Was frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, like everything puts the ball in danger. But when we, Which is also good because what it does is it makes you make a decision that could be your last. If you have the ball cradle, it's like, okay, what am I going to do that's going to give you the most opportunity for points because I might not get this back. That all changed when New Code came out and also when Walking Dead, the Walking Dead Premium, I played that because that one has the button. It has the weapons you can use and it changes the entire game because what it does is that if you have the right weapon, like if you have first aid or if you have food, what you can do is, you can change the entire game and make it to the advantage of the player. You can essentially be, say, one hit away from multiball, and you know you have first aid. And all you have to do is, as soon as you drain, just hit the button and you've got multiball started. So what does that mean? That means you're basically invincible. You can do anything you want in the game. The power is all on you to decide when you want to start multi-ball or how dangerous you want to be because the danger's gone. You have the weapons, and it changed everything. That's when Walking Dead Premium really became a good uh, favorite for me because you earned that power. If you can get to that point, it's because you've earned it.
0: Steve, you've got over 100 IFPA victories and so many over the years. Is there a favorite victory or certainly accomplishment?
1: Wow. uh, I guess it wouldn't be, let's see, a favorite victory or accomplishment. I don't know. They just... (laughs) I guess it would be, uh, let's see, one back in the day, I guess when it was when I first started getting into the circuit. I think I was, I was at Northwest. Uh, I was at the Northwest show, and it was a win that got me into the finals. Like, I was playing against Keith Elwin in Jackpot, and I had to use Casino Run to beat him, and I had to do it mathematically. Like, I literally had to look at his score, jot his score down, go into Casino Run, and then slowly add up, okay, am I past him? I'm not sure yet. Am I past him? <laughs> purposely train the ball so I can look at the score and then continue and then finally pass him and then cash out and win. But that only got me past that level. I mean that that only got to the finals, which I didn't win the finals. But what essentially that did is that got me involved into the circuit. You know, it really got me involved into you know, flying to Chicago and flying to all these other places in Florida and and really got me active. So I guess if that might not be, I mean, that's the one I can think of now as far as being, being a good win. Maybe not my favorite if I had a bit more time to think about it, but it definitely was influential and it proved to me that, hey, I can hang with these people.
0: Steve, what's the one tip you would give someone who wants to work on their skills?
1: Uh, patience. That's it. That, really? I mean, that's what it, patience is the watchword because what happens is, I mean, if you, you find you're not doing well in a game and you get excited and you're not, you know, you get frustrated, you're really not going to do well. I mean, pinball has. Has a tendency to seek out those who have lost control and drain you really quickly. Okay, so, and one thing it is—it is showing patience and being in control of of uh, of your emotions, I guess you could say, or you know, just making sure you, you that you stay centered when you play, so that you can think about what you're doing and then execute your plan. And if you don't have a plan, just find one. Find one of your favorite shots in the game and keep making it. Because what you'll find is you'll start making that shot, and either that shot might cause other shots to light, or if you keep shooting that shot over and over, another feature might light and become active. So, if ever you, you feel you're stuck or things like that, there are those are things you can do to really you know get back on track.
0: Well, if there's a game that involves orbits and you're playing Steve Bowden, forget about it because the guy's the king at hitting those things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially yeah, if you can get your orbits and your loop cast, yeah, so it's like on the tech from Mars, those are the best orbits in pinball, I think. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other ones. You know, if you can if you can really dial in on those orbits, especially a game like, like AFM, which really asks you to do that a lot, you know, you can really put pressure on your opponent and show them, you know, that you're ready to play.
0: Make sure you follow Steve on Fun With Bonus, the website, also on Facebook, and Fun With Bonus on Twitter. Steve, always great to talk to you. I know I'll see you at the tournament soon. All right, thank you. This has been your Pinball Profile with Steve Bowden. You can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Pinball Profile. I'm Jeff Teolis.